Happy New Year, everyone. Hope 2023 brings us all happiness, health, and hangable banners that have some nice trophies on them, if you know what I mean. Welcome into the January 2nd episode of the Locked On Lease podcast, the first podcast of the new year. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti, and today we're going to be doing a year in review. We'll take you through some of the you know, fun stats and facts about the year 2022, the team's success this season, reminisce some of our favorite moments, hand out some yearly awards, and maybe even a little year-end trivia to, to kind of tie everything together. All that more coming up on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm Mike DiStefano uh, from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my it's my host, co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast. Be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also now catch us up on video format. Just check us up on YouTube. That is Locked On Lease on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get new daily videos directly to you each and every day, Monday through Friday. It's all Leafs all the time. Uh, it's our final, well, I guess, no, it's the opposite. It's the first video, the first podcast that we'll be doing of the year 2023. So before I guess we move on to the new year and, you know, I think we need to look back on what 2022 brought to Maple Leafs fans and the Leafs organization because there was a lot of things to celebrate, Dave. Lots of stuff to celebrate. So we'll break down kind of how the season went in terms of, you know, statistically for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the year 2022, which, by the way, includes the final half of the 21-22 season and then the first half of this year, 22-23 season. Uh, we'll also hand out some awards that uh, we feel like need to be handed out to some guys. We've got some resolutions as well that some players or the team might have going into 2023. And then, like I said, I might sprinkle a little trivia in there and test your knowledge, Dave, on uh, some of the stuff that went down in the year 2022. So why don't we get things started here, pal? Let's just start taking a look at some of these stats that the Maple Leafs uh, had throughout the season. Um over the course of 2022, the team went 57, 22, and 11, which was the third best record in the National Hockey League over the course of this calendar year, Dave. It's pretty, pretty impressive, except for, you know, but didn't come with it. Well, yes, but to be honest, the teams above also did not uh, get to raise a trophy at the end of the season. So. If that makes it feel any better, <laughs> which I don't think it does, but no, it, it never does. No, it, it never does. Uh, pretty solid special teams. Uh, fifth ranked power play throughout the year at 25.1%. The penalty kill, um, you know, it was better last year. They still have got a ways to go this season, uh, but over the course of 2022, operating at 80.7%, which is good for 11th in the National Hockey League. And then we look at some of the individual statistics here. We all know who led this team in goals over the course of the season, and that was Austin Matthews. 
58 goals for Austin Matthews in the year 2022 in a span of, was it 50 or 83 games, I want to say it was? Yeah, 83 games in the year 2022, and he scored 58 goals. So pretty incredible for uh, for Austin Matthews. Mitch Marner led the way with 75 assists. And this isn't surprising to me because I, I'm – you know, been watching, I watch and cover this team on a daily basis. But I bet you some people would be surprised to see that it wasn't Austin Matthews who led this team in points in the year 2022. It was actually Mitch Marner, 118 points for Mitch Marner in an 87 game span for, for Mar 85 game span, actually. Sorry, for Mitch Marner, 118 points in 85 games. Because remember, it was last January 15th when he came back from COVID. Um, I don't know why I use quotations. He did have COVID uh, for those that watch on YouTube. And then after that, he went on a tear. Magic Mitch came to play, and he has continued that into this season. So the fact that he's got 118 points over the course of the calendar year from January 1st to January 1st of 23 um, is pretty incredible. Who do you think led the team in penalty minutes, Dave? Ooh, that's a good one. Penalty minutes. First trivia question for you. Who led the Toronto Maple Leafs in penalty minutes? Man, because like it's not they don't have a lot of fighters on teams. So you can't just say all oh, the guy who just takes a lot of fights. Oh man. Is it Justin Hall? Nope. Not even close, actually. Michael Bunting. Oh, I was thinking Bunting, but I'm like, but he's usually the one drawing the penalty. He's not taking the penalty. That's both. He draws a lot of calls to make up for the calls that he has drawn on him so um, but yeah 100 penalty minutes over the course of the year 2022 uh next was wayne simmons who was pretty far back at him at 64 so wow. pretty uh yeah pretty comfortably the top top guy when it comes to spending time in the sin bin uh yeah he he did it more than any other toronto maple leaf uh goaltending Goaltending wins. Jack Campbell in the year 2022 had the most goaltending wins with 16. Goaltending losses. Which goaltender do you think suffered the most losses in the year 2022 for the Maple Leafs? Was it Shalgren? It was Eric Shalgren. He had an 11, 6, and 5 record. Realistically, he's the only goalie who was actually on the roster for you know the entire calendar year. Calendar year, right? So um, his record of 11, 6, and 5, that's 11 losses technically by the 6 and 5 record, 6 regulation losses and 5 overtime slash shootout losses. So the 11 losses uh, for Eric Schalgren is the most of any Leafs goaltender in 2022, which is you know, actually not too terrible. Only 11 losses in the calendar year, and that's the number one um, you know guy there. Shutouts, two shutouts. Ilya Samsonov got them this year. And Jack Campbell had a couple of shutouts last year as well. One being on January 1st of 2022. So he just, just squeaked by. Remember, it was a 6-0 win against yep. the uh, the Ottawa Senators when they returned back after the COVID Christmas holiday. He gets a shutout, and then it kind of went all very downhill from there for, for Jack Campbell. And it, it really hasn't gone back uphill out in, out in Edmonton. So that's where I guess that's like our Maple Leafs in review. That's where you know we find out uh, you know what the record was, third best record in, in the NHL, 
They have had top 10 special teams through the year 2022. Austin Matthews led the way with 58 goals in the year 2022. Marner, 118 points. Um, Campbell had the most wins. And, uh, yeah, so those are a couple of stats, I guess, to, to just let you know how this team did in the year 2022. Also, many records that were broken throughout this year. You had Matthews break the goal record of Rick Five past him. He now has it set at 60 goals in a season. We had uh, just recently that happened in the year 2022, the game point streak, multi game, like uh, Mitch Marner scored points in what do you finish at 23, 24? I don't know why I'm blanking here, but he was like in the high to mid twenties, low to mid twenties. He was a couple of games away from from breaking the the Patrick Kane one at twenty six. I think it was twenty three or twenty four. I probably should have should have looked that up. It was twenty four. Yeah, twenty four games. I thought that was correct. Um, so there was a couple of of really solid ones. The Leafs obviously broke their team points record with one hundred fifteen points a year ago and could potentially break that in twenty twenty three. So you know, there, there's still a lot of stuff that this this team could look forward to and can still build off of a strong 2022 in year 2023. And clearly there are some things that they'd like to add to their list. Um, maybe some resolutions, if you will. So why don't we get to some of those on the other side here, Dave, uh, we'll do some resolutions and we'll hand out some awards uh, for the calendar year team MVP, most improved best trade or free agent signing. We'll hand out those awards next here on the lockdown leagues podcast. But first Dave, how about a, Word from one of our show sponsors. Yes, and that is a product I use every day, Athletic Greens, AG1. I started taking it because I needed to get into a bit of a better routine to help my health, something that I could easily take. Didn't have to worry about a million different supplements, vitamins, protein powders. Athletic Greens, the best thing about it is that with one delicious scoop, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things that I have mentioned above. And, of course, I was taken because, you know, with, you know, Mike and I, we live a very busy lifestyle, you know, up late at night sometimes have to get uh, very different uh, routines than what most people do. So I want to say that was going to help me be able to sustain all that. So that's why I decided to uh, get on the AG1 train. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. If you get a subscription, it will come with a year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in, especially the winter months when we don't get as much sunlight outside. And if you didn't know, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Hey, we're all talking about 20, you know New Year's resolutions with 2023 coming out. Why not try getting on the right foot with Athletic Greens? It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, as I said, Athletic Greens will give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We are hosts here at Locked On Leafs, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. And uh, we grew so much, Dave, in the year of 2022. Uh, but we have goals for 2023. We had about, what do we have, 2,400 subscribers on YouTube, which we started back in February. The podcast itself has been around for a couple of years, but we moved on to YouTube um, back in February, and we grew it from zero all the way to 2,400 subscribers. And thank you so much to everybody who did subscribe. And for those who haven't, you know, we'd love it for you to subscribe as well. We do have only about 50% of our viewership is actually subscribed. So we would like to get that up in 2023. Our goal and our resolution as a group is to get to 5,000 subs. So basically, we're just looking to double what we did this year, do almost the exact same thing that we did this year and grow two times as, as much and get to 5K subs by this time next year. That's our resolution uh, to you. And really a way to get to do that is for you guys to subscribe. But we got to give you a reason to subscribe. We got to give you guys the content that you deserve as uh, Leaf fans. We know there are so many, um, so many different podcasts and shows to pick from. And we want to prove to you guys throughout the duration of the year that this is one of the number one shows to come to to get your Leafs fix. Um, so do us a favor, give us a shot and, uh, subscribe as well. Um, and, uh, hopefully we can, you know, satisfy your, your Leafs needs. Cause we know we got people from all over the world. I know we've got some people listening in Australia. We've got some people listening in Scotland. we got a pretty decent following in, in England. I know that one of our, um, one of our winners when we gave away the Jersey, I think was in England or when we gave away, uh, no, the Matthew stick was, was in England. We had to send that out there. There's uh, a lot of people all around the world who are, are Leaf fans and who are subscribed, and it's great, uh, great. And hopefully, we can continue to grow this family into 2023. You could also go check out the the Discord that we've got going. It was pretty hot and heavy over the weekend as well. Um, so go check that out. We'll have the link down below on uh, on the YouTube channel if you want to go join the Discord family. Um, so that's our resolution for ourselves for the lockdown, these podcasts. Why don't we talk about some of the resolutions that maybe some of the, that the team might have or the players or management, coaching staff, whomever it may be. We've got a couple of, uh, resolutions that we believe the Leafs should have going into 2023. Dave, I'll let you start. Give me a couple, uh, of the resolutions that you thought of for this team. Finding consistency in their play when the playoffs come around. Mm. So yes. meaning if you're going to be play like you did against the Colorado avalanche on Saturday night, let's bring that same energy to the first round of the playoffs. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll call you and I'll, I'll raise you. Let's win a playoff round here in 2023 guys. Let's win a playoff round. It has been way too long since the Maple Leafs have done so, since 2004. It is now 2023. It's nearly 20 years almost that the Maple Leafs haven't won a playoff round. I don't want to be sitting here saying, oh, it's the 20-year anniversary of the last time the Leafs won a round. 
this time next year. Let's not let's break that streak this season. Hopefully the team can do that. And I believe that should be a, a, a resolution that they want to stick to and make happen here in 2023. Yeah, because honestly, just it's getting it's getting tiring, guys. I'm getting no, I'm not getting any younger. Mike, I hate to say it, you're not getting any younger either. No, I know. I'm gonna have hair like you soon, pal. You're I think you're a little well. Let me see. Show me show me the hairline. I can give you I can give you my best guesstimate of what you're Okay, you're 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 okay right now. You're okay. I'm okay. My dad, he's fifty and he's got a head of hair. I think I'm alright. He's gray. He's going. He's he's salt and pepper gray, but he's still got some uh, some salad up top. That's for sure. And a, a lot of it, to be honest with you. So, I think I'm okay there. But the team does make things a little more stressful. So I'm hoping to not get gray so soon. But you know, a playoff victory might. Uh, might slow that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know I'm going to get there eventually, but maybe it'll slow it down. Uh, what's another resolution you got? Another resolution? When it is time for contract extension talk to open up, let's get Austin Matthews nice and tidy, all done, wrap it up with a bow. Let's, let's not have, please, I do not want my summer to be dominated by Will Austin Matthews sign a contract? I need that to be. Oh, I I just I can't. I can't. I I don't think I'll be able to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. Like the New Year's resolution for GMX, we'll call it. Hopefully, it's Kyle Dubas, but we'll call it GMX right now because he's. I don't know. We don't know how it's going to happen, but whoever is in that seat come July 1st, which is the first day that Austin Matthews is eligible for an extension, the resolution for 2023 is to get that guy signed long-term. 100% I'm with you. That needs to happen for this team because if, if that contract isn't you know tucked away in a drawer and inked at like 12.01 p.m. on July 1st, this market's going to go wild. Like, it's going to be insane. And and look, I, I we work in the media. We're, we're going to have to talk about it if it's not the like if, if it's not signed. What does that mean? Does he not want to come here? Is it because they haven't won? Is it because of this person, that person? How much money does he want? Are the team is the team not willing to go that like we will be asking so many questions and it will be insane if this guy doesn't sign that contract. So for the sanity of all of us and for you know my non-gray hair. Also, please, uh, the resolution should be to get that guy signed as soon as the clock hits 12.01 p.m. on July 1st. Yeah, I am i don't have much hair left, like any. <laughs> it hurts when you try to pull this hair out, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, pal. I got you. Um, one more that I, that I want uh, for a specific player. It hasn't been with Toronto very long, but it's, it's Connor Timmins. And his resolution should be to become a mainstay blue liner in the NHL in the year 2023. He's had a you know difficult road with with injuries and you know not being able to really reach his full potential because of that. Anytime he would kind of get his feet going and get his career rolling, another injury would occur. So you know, similar actually to Nick Robertson. So you can kind of lump them both in into this one. Actually, hopefully they can both remain healthy and then continue to become NHLers. And and for Timmins, I think he's starting to actually 
become that here in Toronto. Like there's going to be a serious conversation as to whether or not or how long you can keep this guy out of a lineup once all of the defensemen are healthy, once Sandine comes back. But I believe that in the year 2023, if he could become a mainstay blue line there in the NHL, that's got to be one of his goals and one of his resolutions. No, I, I definitely like to to think that you were able to acquire a 24 year old defenseman who is proven that he's probably more of an NHL defenseman than some claimed he was when you dra- traded for him. That's some tidy work. You know, he's going to be an RFA at the end of the year, so you got a bit of team control there on the next deal. But it is so hard to find right shot defensemen, and all it took was taking Curtis Douglas to go and get one. So yeah. first off, thank you to Curtis Douglas for your sacrifice. Uh, it was, it will not go unappreciated, but yeah, let's, uh, let's see, let's get Connor Timmons to be, you know, among this, you know, group of him, Timothy Lilligren, Sandine, Riley, yeah. all these guys under the age of 30. That's how you maintain a level of consistency and, you know, hopefully a contending core on that blue line. Um, do you have any more resolutions? Or you want to head on to the awards ceremony? Um, I have one final one for Michael Bunting. Okay. Show that you want to stay home. Don't be like my Zach Hyman and try and no, you will get paid, sir. I am. I'm no doubting that the Leafs will want to pay you. There are some money coming off the books that can come your way, but no, Take it easy with the you know how much you want to ask. I feel like he wants to stay. Let's see how much he wants to stay. Yeah, ah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. All right, Dave. Let's hand out some awards here. Um, team MVP. Who are you giving the team MVP for on the Locked On Leafs Awards 2022 edition? I'm gonna have to go. Hmm. I actually debated this quite a bit when we were kind of exchanging what we wanted to talk about. I'm going to go with Austin Matthews. Yeah. It, I think that's the right call. You know what? Mitch Marner has been fantastic. He's taken a lot of crap. And, you know, you have to when you're of a player of his caliber. He's done. He's especially considering how he's ended 2022. 20, you, you have to be very happy with what he's done. But Austin Matthews, like, took his game to another level especially when we didn't think he would get to 60 goals and he did it. And just to know that there, you know, it's, it's gonna, you have a player like this. He's exceeded. Well, I wouldn't say exceeded expectations. Expectations are quite high for him, but I think he's exceeded like from when he was drafted. I think he's exceeded expectation. I go and looked at him and said, he's going to be a top three player in the world in seven years. I, I didn't. He definitely That's had not fair, actually, because I didn't even think that. I, like, I just remember. Did I ever tell you the story of when he, like, how we, like, where I was when we found out that the Leafs got that first overall pick? No, is this like a dangle esque story? I was at a wedding. My cousin was getting married. Her husband, literally, just before he goes to do his speech, we were all huddled around my cousin's phone to watch the draft lottery. We see that the Leafs get the pick. Place erupts. He goes up to do his wedding speech. Without a lie, he goes, this is the happiest day of my life. 
the Toronto Maple Leafs got the first overall pick. Nice. That <laughs> move. Right. Oh, uh, I think yeah, this is pretty close. This is a pretty close, you know. But oh, just first off, the fact that we were all on a phone. I think half of our mothers want to kill us that we were on a phone during a family wedding. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been there, buddy. I've been there for sure. Like family functions where there's big sporting events going on. Like there's always, always people huddled around a TV. I remember there was a, uh, I think it was at a family birthday party, maybe like when I was younger and my cousin and, and uncle, it was an outdoor party. And I don't know how the hell he did this, but like my cousin had plugged in, like some sort of like TV and we like hooked up a laptop to it and we were watching the draft the one night, like round two of the draft or something. It was the year that Corey Schneider got traded. Ooh. So it would have been the Bo Horvat year. And we were watching that all kind of happen. And yeah, so that was kind of wild. So it was that 2013. So it was Nate McKinnon's draft. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. I believe I believe that sound that sounds right. I believe so, yeah. So that was kind of a Kind of an interesting, uh, interesting experience, and and yeah, like always, always. Or the football playoffs would be on my sister's birthday, and you'd always have the playoffs on it because it'd be on like a Sunday or Saturday night, and it'd be Saturday night football at that point in the year. Always, always, always. Anyway, we got a little off topic here. Um, I obviously gave the MVP to Austin Matthews as well. The guy won MVP of the entire league for Pete's sake a year ago. Won the Ted Lindsay. That to me is good enough reason to to give him uh, most valuable player when it comes to the Maple Leafs. Plus, as Sheldon Keefe alluded to last year when he was asked if he felt Austin was worthy enough to be league MVP, he says, well, there's nothing more valuable in this game than scoring goals, and there's no one who scores more goals in this game than uh, Austin Matthews. So, yeah, I would say that he would be uh, – he would qualify as, as uh, most valuable player and certainly most valuable player of the Leafs in the calendar year of 2022. Could it change? Could Marner end up being 2023? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, last year and this year, back half of last season, first half of this season, Austin Matthews, certainly. Okay, let's do um best game. What was the best game of the year for you, David? Best game had to be the heart-stopping 10-7, absolute gong show of a game against the Detroit Red Wings on February 26, 2022. So hold on. So hold on. You're talking about like most entertaining game, not like the least physically their best game, but the most entertaining game for you. Oh, it was, it was still the best game because it was just the Leafs were up seven to two. Okay, they're up seven to yeah. Tidy win in Detroit. All of a sudden, the Leafs goaltending starts to fall apart. Detroit scores five goals in the third, and Marner and Bunting and Matthews are like, "Don't worry, we got this," and they put up like an up put up another three goals. Got you, bro. Ice the win. Like, yeah. It was like I've I had ne- I had not seen a game like that. I, I can't remember the last time I had seen a game like that. 17 NHL game. Yeah, it was a roller coaster. I mean, you don't see it too often. You certainly there were some nice goals too in that game. Like it wasn't just like there were some beautiful goals and some terrible goaltending, but also some beautiful goals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll give it we'll give it uh we'll give it our best game of the year award. Uh best moment of the year, David. Oh I you know what? I feel like you might have you and I might have the same one. So I'm gonna go with my backup option. I'm gonna go with the same one, it's fine. 
No, no, because there was one I wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to, and that's the Boreas Salming. That well, that was mine. That was yours. Okay. Yeah. So my other one was Austin Matthews scoring sixty. Okay. Because no Leaf has ever done that before. It's been a long time since we've seen it. But I was also like that Boreas Salming moment. I you just the emotion of that night, dude, just unreal. But both nights, like the Penguins when they brought out. You know all the all the like the Hall of Famers and whatnot, and they brought out Boris Salming, and you know they Matt Sundin and um, uh, who? Sorry, I'm blanking. Daryl Sittler and Sittler helping him like raise his hand to acknowledge yeah. the fans, like seeing Sittler kind of break down himself, like yeah. that got me, man. That like I started crying, like just it, it got me right in the feels. Um, then the following night, it was a beautiful ceremony, also. Um, when it was, you know, all about him and Keith did the the, the great thing of, of um, mm-hmm. starting the all Swedish lineup and, you know, that whole scenario, that whole weekend um, honoring Boreas Salming. And then obviously a couple of weeks later, he had passed. Uh, it, it honestly, to me, was the most touching and, and best moment of the year by far. So I, I was going with that one for sure. And like, don't you feel like William Yonder was having a good year to that point? Don't you feel like he caught he's his game kind of went to another level ever since? I, I would like to know what yeah. the I hadn't looked up the stats for that, but it just feels like like it was like that week when he found out that Boria passed away, he tied the he tied the goal, like, I think, in goals with Boria, and he's just been on a tear ever since. I'll tell you exactly. When he passed away, or the, uh... Uh, yeah, when he passed, uh, let's say when he passed away, because that's because he, he he it was that game in Minnesota. What day was that? Uh, actually, that was the day I went and picked. That's the day I actually went and picked up my uh, John Tavares signed jersey frame that you still have sitting on the. Where is yeah. it now? Wait, it's not I, there. No, I had to move. I'm 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 actually scouting places to put it. It's. It's not an easy thing to hang. I would imagine so. so uh, we'll look that up in, in a that moment. That was on November 25th. Okay, so on November 25th, let's see how he what his production has been since then. But I, yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong, actually. Like, I think you could be very right. Um, he has 21 points in 16 games. 11 goals in 16 games since that mark. So that 11 goals has him in eighth in the NHL in scoring, goal scoring. Yeah. So pretty good. That's only in 16 games, actually. If you looked at it in like a point per game basis, I think he'd be a little higher. Yeah. Uh, goals per game. Ba- yeah. He would be a little bit higher than that. So. He had, Cause he had 10. Go- so I'm looking up. He had 10 goals in 21 games before that. Yeah, he was a point per game player. Twenty one points in twenty one games, ten goals in twenty one games, and he's been better. Yeah, so. and and more of a two way guy. Which yeah, is what so. like Boria Salming was all about, right? Being a warrior out there on the ice. So hey, maybe there is something there where he channeled his his inner Boria, and his uh, his game is really it has taken kind of gone up a level I, I never put two and two together but yeah i, I think that uh that, that kind of at least 
uh, correlates with the timelines of when he's really started to, to, to kick it up a notch. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, why don't we take a, one more quick break and we get back, we can get to the rest of these awards and then uh, if there's still some time, i got some trivia for you. So that's what we'll do on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with David Moore Studios and the Locked On These Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome into the Locked On at Least podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Morissuti here with me. We're continuing our year review for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the year 2022-2023 is now upon us. So we'll quickly look back before we start to look forward. We've given out some awards already. Uh, we've given out some some resolutions for some players for the team as a whole. And we're going to continue to give out some more awards here um best play of the year of 2022 dave curious to hear which one this is for you and and your rationale behind it we haven't discussed any of these so i don't know what you actually have so just so people know so i'm curious to hear what the best play of the year was for you and why i can't remember what we called it at the time i think we called it the old man like the old man line tic-tac-toe Oh yes, yeah. Spezza was it Spezza, Simmons, and Giordano. Right, and and actually both plays I was thinking about both came against the Philadelphia Flyers. Believe the it or GTA not, GTA line too. What's that? Like a GTA line. Yeah, like there was that goal. Like it was funny because everyone's pointing out like the combined age of Spezza, Giordano, and Simmons when they scored it, but it was. Like, legitimately a beautiful play. Yeah, it was. Just made the Philadelphia Flyers look absolutely silly. Yeah, well, they suck too. So. Yes, they do, and they still do. But we're not taking anything away from it. You're right, that was a that was a really pretty play that they made there. Um, mine, I'm giving it to uh, to Austin Matthews, and it was from February 24th, uh, and it was a, the second goal in what would be a 3-1 three, three or 3 nothing. I remember what it was. Three one or three nothing win over the Minnesota Wild. He had I believe scored all three goals in that game. But the second one in particular, and this is the one where he ripped the puck off of uh Brandon Duham, who was in the neutral zone, and basically just said, I'll take that from you, turn back around, had a little give and go with with uh Mitch Marner, and then ends up scoring and finishing on it. And the reason why I'm giving it best play of the year is because I came on this very show. I came on Leafs Lunch. I was on you know, a bunch of different shows and said to anybody who would listen, that play right there solidified Austin Matthews as the MVP and as the Ted Lindsay Award winner. You can go back and look at our podcast from like the post-game show of that podcast. I believe we had Tony Ferrari on. And I believe on that date, I legitimately said, I think this guy needs to start being in contention for the Ted Lindsay. Like, I think that he, we need to start talking about that, not just the heart, but the Ted Lindsay Ward is the best player in the NHL that season. So for me, I think that that was the goal that solidified it for me. So to me, that's probably still the best play of the year just for, um, you know, maybe sentimental reasons, but what it, it established for Austin Matthews for me. I mean, he. I think I actually think I know which goal you're talking about. I think I might have found it actually. Well, let, maybe we could play it. Let's see. Here we go. Let me pull it up. Because I think that this, like, 
there man, they, there there were definitely some plays that were prettier and flashier. I think. Yeah, this is the one for sure. Yeah, so I think it was a three-one win. Let me play it. This was the game winner. Tied up there by Bunting. Puck comes up on the wall, and the back-checking of Matthews takes it away to Marner, closing in. Marner back in front. They score! Holy Mackinac! Right off the bat, Austin Matthews tips it home. Yeah, yeah, that was the one right there. It was. Aren't I, aren't I just intuitive to know? Beautiful, beautiful goal, beautiful goal. My other one I was gonna I was gonna pick was when John Tavares undressed. I can't remember who the Flyers defenseman was. Oh yeah, Sanheim. Yeah, this year, earlier this year, like the first game against Philly this year. Dude, yeah, that's a really good one. I, I didn't even think about that one, but I remember shooting off my couch. I was watching it actually with uh, Brandon, who friend of the show. He's been on the, the podcast a couple of times. It's been a while, but he's been on the show. I was watching with a buddy of mine and literally shot off the couch like, whoa! Like, it was that sick of a goal. Um, that's a really good one. The other one, too, that I thought of was, uh, you remember the pop pass in the playoffs? Marner pass off the pads of Vasilevsky right onto the stick of Austin Matthews? I think yeah. it was like three or game five it was game five yeah it was... game five, yeah and, and like that was just such a sick play like a high iq play i remember talking about that for about 45 minutes on leaps and launch the next day with uh with uh carrado and and julia to so yeah that one was a pretty sweet one as well uh all right what else do we have here we got three more that we got to hand out three more awards most improved award who gets your most improved award david I'm going to give it to William Nylander. Okay. Okay. Explain. I mean, he had, he was pretty decent last year. I thought, I feel like his game to end the year, even from the start of the season has just been so consistent. You know, we were, we were concerned going into the year about whether John Tavares and William Nylander could be on a line together. So he's like, nah, it's okay. I'm going to put him with Austin Matthews. He's going to be even better. Like he's, I there's right now I can't criticize William Nylander's game. You can make criticisms of his game to start the year. You can make criticism of his game, you know, when people were bringing up the hustle and the lack of hustle in that one play where he was, you know, the puck was free and he yeah. didn't exactly go out, go on and get it. Yeah. But no, he he has taken his he has matured so much throughout the year, like. I don't know. I don't see the same William Nylander hate that I used to see. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. It's a pretty good sell job. Pretty good sell job there, Dave. I gave mine to uh, another young Swede uh, on the blue line. Not Rasmus Sandin, but Timothy Lilligren, I think, is is the guy oh. who I'm giving the award to. Because, you know, Lilligren at the start of last year, it was a question mark if he was going to be an NHL blue liner. It's like, yeah, there was at one point you thought maybe – it took him in the first round, but then he then just didn't really pop off. Even in the in the uh, American League in the minors, it was like, ah, what is this guy going to be? Maybe he could develop into a third pair guy. I mean, you look at him now, like, and it really started when Giordano got there, and him and Giordano started to find some chemistry, and uh, I think it really helped his game just having a veteran presence with him. Um, but then you look at what he's been able to do this year in the in the second half of 
2022 in the first half of the season that we're currently in. And he's taken his game again to like new heights, to a new level. And he's playing with some consistency. And, and, you know, there's no doubt, like no doubts in my mind when Lilligren's out on the ice that he deserves to be there. He's one of the team's top six defensemen. He's turned into an everyday NHLer. And uh, I think he's improved his game immensely, both defensively and offensively. Like there was that one game where he ended up scoring two goals. I think it was his first game back actually from uh, from the the injury that he had sustained earlier in the year, scored a couple of big goals. I want to say maybe the Washington game with the Washington, potentially. Regardless, came back, scored two goals that game, oh, yeah. and um, you know I think that he's just played some some excellent hockey for this team and and might might be a, a top four player um, at some point here in the next couple of seasons, especially with some guys you know either moving on like Justin Hall's UFA. We're not sure about Jake Muzzin. Like, there's some top four roles that some guys might have to fill internally, and Timothy Lilliger might be vying for one of those spots. So, uh, I got him for my most improved. Most disappointing, though, David. We're going to go down this rabbit hole for just a, just a hot minute. Just We'll keep everything fairly upbeat, but who's been the most disappointing player for you in the year 2022, or who was the most disappointing player for the Maple Leafs? I'm not going to cheap out because I was going to say Nick Ritchie, but he was only here for like. Yeah, like literally, I think like four games. Yeah. Literally, he only played four games in the year. He was barely here in 2022. I'm just going to go with Peter Morazic. See, I went Jack Campbell. Like I did. I went Jack. Like you look at the back half of of last season, he was legitimately one of the worst goaltenders in the National Hockey League in the year 2022. Like, I'm going to look this up right now, exactly where he's at. Because keep in mind, this also, I mean, I know that this doesn't count what he's doing in Edmonton, but, like, he's been bad. But he was also terrible for this team um, January 2nd onward. I look at the second number because, uh, well, no. Okay, I'll look at him from the first. But he was gifted with a shutout that night, which might help his uh, statistics. Okay. But in, 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 in the year that he was out and I'm going to look it up. I'm actually going to um, minimum. We'll say of goaltenders who played a minimum of 10 games in the NHL this year. Let's see where he ranks in save percentage. He ranks. He's got an 886 save percentage and a 351 goals against in the year 2022. For a goaltender that uh, is making $5 million a year. That's it's not great, but 886 save percentage and a 351 goals against through the year 2022. And last year, he did have an 888 save percentage as a Maple Leaf in the back half of, of the season. Now, he had a good playoff. I will definitely give him his flowers and give him credit that he did have a good playoffs. But prior to that, the back half of the season went downhill. Like at Christmas, on Jan, on Jan 1, he was the odds-on favorite to win the Vesna. He was a, a, a chosen to be an all-star. He was going to be part of the Olympic conversation if they were to have Olympics. But instead of continuing on that path, he ended up completely crap in the bed, was awful the rest of the way, to the point where Toronto said, no, we're going to roll the dice on Matt Murray instead. Which has actually gone fairly well, I would say, to this point for Toronto. But point still remains that they said, ah, 
We'll go with the devil we don't, as opposed to the devil we do, because we don't think that this guy's worth the money that he wants. So he, to me, was was a disappointment just based on what he did in 2021, like stealing the job from um, from Freddie Anderson and then playing extremely well in October and November, and then there was only like a handful of games in December, but played extremely well in the start of last year and then just tanked. So that's why he was my most disappointing. Yeah, the reason why it was more disappointing to Peter Mrazek was, A, he was given a sizable contract. I mean, the yeah. Leafs... Was there any expectations on Mrazek, though? I mean, the expectation was at least he would make... He'd be the guy if Campbell needed, you know, was either injured or needed time off, he would be the guy to kind of fill in. But the other thing is, too, is like it got so bad to the point where, like, the Leafs were just like, yeah, we can't keep this guy around, and we have to get rid of him. But thankfully, Chicago it wants to tank and was willing to take him off the Leafs' hands. Yeah. But like that's why it was disappointing me. It's just like, yeah, they made they were able to salvage that trade by making sure they got at least a second round pick out of it, and they weren't just trading away, a, you know, the first round pick for nothing. That's we need to clarify. They didn't trade a first round pick to get out of the deal. They just moved down exactly. like 10 spots in the draft. That's why I clarified that at least they were able to salvage it by getting that second rounder. I, I remember though, the day that the trade was made, the amount of people that said you had to give up a first round pick to move Peter Mraz's contract. No, you traded down 10 spots in the draft. Let's not go overboard and just continue to throw darts at, uh, yeah. At uh, Kyle Dubas for that one, but anyways, you're, t- to your point though, yeah, it, it, it didn't work out. It was a, a disappointing um, signing, I suppose. Back to the positives though, Dave, and this is the final award that we're giving out uh, for the 2022 Locked On Leaf Awards: um, Best Trade or Free Agent Signing of the Year 2022. I, technically, this was a both a, the best trade and signing for me. Mark and we have the same one. Yeah, we have the same one. Yeah. Geo. Like, I hadn't, I don't think we even thought of Mark Giordano being a trade target for this team. Uh, eventually, it became like, like a, a target but early on. No, because we were looking mainly at right handed defensemen, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I, was, I was working the day Giordano was traded to Toronto. I'll let you on a little secret. I thought the site, the Sportsnet site, was going to crash that day because of how much traffic that story was bringing in. Yeah, like that thing was like, and, and the funny thing is, we the trade happens, and we're waiting like hours to find out what exactly the Leafs gave up. Yeah, in that deal yeah, because I remember we, that that was a weird one where it was like. Geo's coming, but there wasn't like the full details weren't announced. It was like salary stuff that had to be worked out because you know he had a pretty sizable contract initially. Yeah, and you know Blackwell was included in the deal. the The picks had to be sorted out. But it I think, yeah. yeah, the best part of it is not only do you say I'm I'm going to stick around, I'm going to try my best to me, you know, to try this again and try to help the Leafs. He signed a two year deal taking league men to do it and he's been a workhorse dude he's arguably been the defensive mvp of this season yeah i mean 
actually, I don't even think that's arguable. I think that's fact. He's been fact. the team's most valuable defenseman um, this season. Like, you can't tell me that his presence with Justin Hall has made Justin Hall look somewhat possible as an NHL. Like, I, I, I would like to see what Justin Hall would look like without Mark Giordano. Remember what he did with Lilligren. Right, like when Lilligren came, that's when he started to transcend his game. Was when he was playing alongside Giordano. Now you're seeing, you know, him and and, and Hall have some good chemistry. You know that he can play with uh, with um, TJ Brody at, at times they want to. You know, Sandine. They haven't played a whole lot together, but when they do, you know, they will also they have pretty decent chemistry. Like he's just a, a sound and solid player. And yeah, they they didn't give up a whole lot to get him. Like a couple of draft picks. Um, to go up and go go up and, and and get him also brought in Blockwell at the same time. Uh, he was also my best trade slash free agent signing of uh, of 2022. So we're in lockstep on that one. Uh, so that does it for the uh, the 2022 Locked On Leaf Awards. Uh, it was a fun fun season, fun year, fun calendar year for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was when Matthews hit the 50 and 50. Happened in the year 2022. When he broke Vibe's record, when he hit 60, you know, Mitch Marner had that uh, point streak that he had. You know, there was a lot of really good positive things that happened in 2022. Um, really quickly, Dave, I've got like a few trivia questions I want to throw out to you. I'm curious to see how your trivia knowledge is. Um, this all has to do with the calendar year. So first one, kind of a layup. Okay. How many Maple Leafs scored at a point per game pace? In the year 2022. Oh, the calendar year. Wow. Yes. Yes, of course. Everything's been through the calendar year. It's a year in review. You can say four. Is there a final answer? Yeah. John Tavares did not score at a point per game. Oh. I knew that was the player you were thinking did. Uh, but Matthews had 115 points. Marner had 118 points. William Nylander, 91 points in 88 games in the year 2022. Pretty incredible. How far off was Tavares from being a point? He player? had 78. So he was like, yeah, he he was he was at a little bit. But those are the three players. All right, next one. You're over one. You suck. Uh, <laughs> which okay. maple? Which may believe had the highest shooting percentage in the year 2022. Highest shooting percentage? Yeah. Oh, man. Because I'm going to say I'm going to have to go with Austin Matthews. So this is a little bit of a trick question. Oh, because it could be any player. It could be a random defense. I'll tell you what. Minimum 25 games played. Oh. So this player had to have played at least 25 games. Had to be to, eligible. So who who is this player? Twenty five games. I'm gonna go with Nylander. Eh, oh for two. Wow. Yarncroc. Oh. Yes. Nineteen point one shooting percentage through thirty games this season. Damn, my boy Cali. Uh, that's right, baby. That boy boy Cali though out there shooting. Bond. I mean, he's been real solid though since returning from his injury right ahead of the Christmas break. He's he's actually been had a, a, a tremendous um, few games here. Pontus Holmberg though technically is the number one answer. Twenty three percent shooting 
in 22 games. That guy just doesn't shoot the puck. (laughs) But the odd chance he does, sometimes it ends up in the back of the net, about one in four, give or take, um, according to the 23% shooting. Uh, But, yeah, so there's the answer there. Uh, Who scored more goals in the year 2022, Mitch Marner or William Nylander? Oh. Good one. Um, I'm trying to remember how many William closer than you might think. I know that's that's I'm gonna go with Nylander. Final answer, yeah. Oh, for three, David. It's Mitch Marner who had 43 goals in the year 2022. William Nylander, 42 goals. Marner's goal on Saturday made him. Wow. Leap ahead of William Nylander. So up until like if we'd have had this on Friday, it was a tie. But he got a goal on Saturday. So uh, all right, I got a few more for you if you want. Oh, I had no idea these questions were coming, so these are complete guesses on my part, folks. Yeah, absolutely, as they should be. You you can't study for trivia. No, I that's, can't. That's what trivia is all about. Because if I told you we're doing trivia, you would have went and just like memorized all the statistics exactly. on the season. And it would have been fun. Of course, it'd I'm be not scary. cheating either, folks. What's that? So, clearly, I'm not cheating either since I'm over. Yeah, no, yeah, you're definitely not cheating. Uh, which Maple Leaf led the team in plus minus in the year 2022? Oh, man, plus minus? I hate that. Um, Michael Bunting? That's correct. Michael Bunting Ding. led the team plus 46. Second was Austin Matthews, a plus 34. Timothy Lilligren, plus 28, was the third best Maple Leaf. All right. Um, We'll do a couple more here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. How? Okay, hold on. The Maple Leafs dressed 16 different defensemen in the year 2022 five of which played less than 10 games. Can you name four out of the five? Repeat that one again. 16 Maple Leafs, 16 defensemen dressed for the Maple Leafs in the year 2022, in the calendar year. Five of which played less than 10 games. Name four of the five. Okay, well, I know Jordy Ben is one. Uh, Matt Hollowell. Oh, Jake Muzzin, because he's been injured. Oh, wait, calendar year, because I'm going to have to include. Wait, how many play last year? I'm going to go Jake Muzzin, because I feel like he. I'm going to go. No? Damn. Okay. Um, okay, Philip Crawl. Yep. Uh, less than 10 games because I know Connor Timmons has passed 10 games. Yeah, he's played in 11 now. Oh, man. You name one more. There's two players. Oh, man. Okay, Are you staring at the roster? Uh, no, I'm just I'm trying to think off top. Okay. I got to think of last year because I know this year there's no more left. Um, did Dahlstrom play games for them last year? Dahlstrom played a couple of games for them. That's four. Can you name the fifth? 
It's an, it was another Marley's defenseman. I believe this player, I'm not 100% confident, but he may have actually suited up in that Detroit game. That, that doesn't help me at all. Uh, I'm going to find out for sure. Hmm. Just trying to think who. It was. There's one more Marley's defenseman I know I'm. Oh. Was Alex Biega? That's the fifth one. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah. How, how can I forget the Alex Biega experience? Alex Biega played two games. For the Toronto Maple Leafs last season, two games, and they were against. Just looking it up right now. No, it was the Island, the Rangers, and the Senators. So they played the Rangers and the Senators. Actually, you know what? I think it was a Ranger game where they got dummied, and he um, scored. He was a dash two in that game, and uh, yeah, didn't go over very well for for him. And, believe he's this year not in the nhl at the very least i'm surprised so, so like so that was the hardest question so far and you rattled that one off crazy hey. well because it's, it's easy because this season there's been so many defensemen just throw as many of them off the board and hope that most of them stick true it was one last year that was tougher to figure out last one nine players had a fight in 2022. Oh, God. Name as many as you can. Up to nine points can be awarded, I guess. My favorite fight of the year, Mark Giordano, absolutely tackling Philadelphia Flyers to keep them off Austin Matthews. Yep. Wayne Simmons. Yep. Kyle Clifford. Yep. Brad Hunt, you know, in the last game. Well, Brad Hunt doesn't play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right. There's a- oh, my God. Sorry, Dryden Hunt. Oh, there you oh. go. I'm thinking of Brad Hunt, the defenseman, who looked absolutely silly. I know. Colorado. I say Kyle Clifford. Uh, Justin Hall. Did he have one in the calendar year? Yep. Okay. This is tough because not a lot of Leafs fight. So No, like most of these guys, I think, had like one fight. Did Labushkin have a fight? Labushkin, yep. I think he had a couple. Okay. Yeah, three more. Did, did Mikheyev have a fight? Mikheyev did not. He's not one. I'm trying to think. Bunting? Did I mention Michael Bunting? No, he Michael was... Bunting. God damn, Michael. Um... You would think that Bunting got pulled into a scrap at some yeah, point. That's why, that's why I'm like, oh, he didn't. No. All right, the other three are currently... Oh, Sandine had a fight. Yeah, currently on the Leafs roster, the other two. Pardon? The other two are currently on the Leafs roster. Currently on the... Oh, Zach Aston-Reese. Yeah. Come on. Did Jordy Ben? No. Oh, wait, didn't Jordy Ben get into a fight? I thought he got into a fight. Now that you say that, he didn't show. I, I don't remember him showing up though. It's not the player on my list. I'm gonna look that up though. Now you say that, I feel like maybe he did get into a fight, like his first game back or something. This is like this is actually a hard one. There's one more, and I, I think you will get it because you've. 
there's like only like two other people could possibly be, to be honest. Oh, I, wait, but Nick, I don't think Nick Ritchie would have gone one before he left. Hmm. He said currently on the Leafs roster? He has not had a fight, no. Okay. Jordy Ben did not have a fight. Okay. Oh my goodness. Do 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 I'll give you one more guess before I tell you the answer. Oh my goodness. There haven't been that many fights. That's like Because Hunt had one in Arizona. I'm just trying to look back at the big back. Oh, wait. How do I forget Morgan Riley coming to the aid of our boy Nikki Robertson in, in uh, Winnipeg? That's the one, Morgan Riley. Actually, no, the Mark Giordano was still my favorite one, but this that was my second favorite one. Yeah, Morgan Riley versus Josh Morrissey. Right. Let's see. I was trying to remember who he fought. I think he had, didn't. Riley have two fights this year. I don't I think he had one fight. I think one was just like a a scrap. But I thought he had one against Tampa. That was in the playoffs. Oh, if you want to include playoffs, this is regular season. Okay, but he did actually get to a. He 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 literally obliterated. Was it Jan Ruta? Sounds right. I think so, and he was like bleeding. Yeah, I remember that. That was insane, actually, that that whole fight. He beat the piss out of him. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, you got the hard ones. Like, the easy ones, you... you I always think the easy ones, that's why. <laughs> okay, last... Here's, here's a 50-50 true or false. Okay? Okay. Austin Matthews scored at a point-per-game pace at even strength in the year 2022. True. Wait. Final answer? Oh. I'm going to stick with that. True. That's correct. He did 87 of his 115 points were at even strength through 83 games in the year 2022. So that is true. He did score at a point per game pace at even strength. Not bad. You redeemed yourself towards the end. The first few, I was like, oh, man. This is going to be brutal. Oh, yeah, I felt bad springing them on you. And then uh, you redeemed yourself in the end. You certainly, certainly did. All right, pal. Well, I think that'll do it for us here today. It was a fun show. It was a good time to look back and reminisce on some of the fun things that we got to witness uh, from the Maple Leafs in the year 2022. But that'll do it for us. And now we look forward to uh, 2023. And the Leafs will play their next, well, their first game of the calendar year 2023 uh, tomorrow. They're taking on St. Louis Blues. So we'll be back, and we will tee up that game for you guys here on the podcast. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked on These Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also uh, find us on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck for myself, at D underscore Morisuti for Dave. Follow the show as well at Lockdown Leafs. Go ahead, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. That'd be much appreciated. Like we said, our resolution is to get to 5K by this time next year. We're going to need your, your help to do it. Share the podcast with uh, all your friends as well who uh, 
who are part of Leafs Nation. We'll be back with another episode for you all tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.